with another episode of Motivate Podcast, and this week we are going to be busting some common nutrition myths that we know you have all heard at some point. I think we've all um, been online, kind of surfing the web at some point, looking for some type of nutrition information or meal prep or like a meal guide or anything to help us along the way, and we've all seen an ebook or some meal prep guide that you can purchase and it will give the perfect meal plan for you and in reality nutrition's not that not that straightforward like it doesn't work the same for everyone there's not a one-size-fits-all approach to nutrition it's so important to like feel it out and find the things that work for you and because there's a lot that won't work for you there's a lot that will work for you but it's not as simple as downloading someone else's meal guide and following that um just because our bodies are all created differently and they all work differently and they all have different needs, you know? Yeah, and just acknowledging your own goals within that, that adds a whole nother element into what are you trying to achieve with your nutrition? Do you want to feel better? Do you want to be more energized? Is it for a specific health issue that um, your doctor has told you you need to make some changes? I wish all doctors would say touch on nutrition yeah, touch on more nutrition than yeah the effect it could have but um i mean that's the missing key or yeah. the missing piece in any healthy life would be your nutrition right yeah we have a lot of people come into the gym and if they want to make some big changes they talk about man i'm coming to the gym I, they always want to ask how many times a day they should or how many times a week they should be coming to the gym and just kind of focus solely on the number of times they're getting into the gym and the workouts that they're doing. And I often have to remind people that it's not just the number of times you're going to the gym or the workouts that you're doing, but nutrition is going to be that big component that really makes everything kind of work the way it should and fuel you for the right workouts or um, give you the energy or see the results that you're wanting to see. So I mean, that whole saying, you can't outwork a bad diet, and I think just a diet in the sense of, like, eating style. Mm-hmm. You, you, First of all, your mentality shouldn't be to go to the gym because you ate right. something indulgent. Um, that's a very, very toxic mentality, and it's not the reason that we should be working out. We should be working out as a celebration for, like, that our bodies are incredible and Not the things transactional. That, right like just the things that our bodies are capable of doing and also because it makes us feel good and you know it produces endorphins and it helps release stress and um it has so many so many positive benefits but punishing yourself for eating something um by working out more should not be your motivation at all um that's just it's kind of like i don't know it just it's a bad mentality and yeah. it just puts a bad taste in my mouth to think that, I mean, I, I did that at one point in my life and was miserable the whole time and just life doesn't have to be that way. You can enjoy the things that you want to enjoy and work out because you enjoy that too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the nutrition in a nutshell does not have a one size fits all um, approach. It is so different for everyone. Um, like for example, say, say Molly and I were counting macros, our macro numbers are not going to be the same, even though we're the same size. Um, 
our bodies operate differently. Our activity level is different. Um, our numbers are definitely going to be different, but that's, that's okay. Yeah. Cause we're two different people too. <laughs> yeah. So nutrition, not being one size fits all, but also our next myth is something that everybody has heard, especially if you're um, a female, if you're a female or I feel like guys in the nineties. Yeah. If you grew up in the nineties, um, you've heard this. I feel like around in the nineties, you've heard it, but the idea that carbs are bad. We want to bust that immediately. Carbs are not bad. <laughs> carbs, if you're especially if you're active, are your friend. Carbs are fantastic. Yes, carbs give you energy. Carbs fuel you for intense workouts. Um, carbs are carbs are great. Carbs also come in a lot of different shapes and sizes. And <laughs> yes, there are there are uh, less beneficial carbs and carbs, more indulgent carbs. <laughs> more indulgent carbs that. Um, may not give you the same uh, longevity and what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I think the more processed carbs are like right. you're maybe thinking of like sweets and candy and processed things that will give you a, a crash, like an energy crash. It'll give you a spike in insulin and whatnot, but then also an energy crash later. There are definitely carbohydrates that are more um, sustainable for the long haul and will give you energy, like, long bouts of energy and they are also very healthy for you with packed with loads of fiber and just good for you. I will Mi- say micros and macros. Yeah. I will say one thing that was a big slap in the face when I first started macros was my carb numbers and the amount of carbs that I needed to be fueled and energized throughout the day. And for just my body to perform at its ideal capacity and all of that. So that was a huge wake up call and I'm thankful for it because I love carbs. I love good carbs. I love carbs too. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I think Taylor, you're really good at speaking to just kind of where people can get those carbs and kind of thinking outside of the box because so many people have heard for so long, don't eat those carbs, but I think everybody yeah. needs a reminder of where those can come from and what they can be. I think um, I think it all depends on what your um, eating style is. If you have kind of adopted a more paleo approach or a real food approach or an 80-20 approach, um, that would all look different, I think, when – Ultimately, when I think of paleo and I think of carbs, I think of potatoes, like sweet potatoes specifically, um, which are an excellent source of carbohydrates for anyone. Um, But also, there are some more processed carbs that are beneficial too. Like I, one of the things I look forward to every morning, like when I train in the beginning of the day is toast, like Dave's Killer Bread. So good. Oh my gosh. Like I dream about that every night. (laughs) I cannot wait to have breakfast in the morning and have my toast and, you know, but that works for me. Um, that I don't necessarily have like a gluten intolerance. Um, however, I do think they make gluten free bread if you like that, but, um, I think intolerances play a factor too when it comes to choosing the foods that, that work for you. Um, if certain things make you flare up and whatnot but um rice is a great carbohydrate to add to pretty much any diet like 
oats are great. I'm in my head, like I'm thinking of all these healthy carbs, but donuts are also like popping in front of everything else. <laughs> Because we because we indulged Molly's birthday was this last weekend and oh, their donuts yeah. were present in a lot of ways and that's fine because celebration because birthdays because birthdays but I'm ready for a donut again no oh no <laughs> a donut break donut break yeah never thought that day would come but I think it's here I have to take a margarita break uh, yeah those two yeah those are carbs as well <laughs> um anyway so. Just the idea in general that carbs are bad is a bunch of BS, especially if you're a female and you're active and um, you you definitely need those to support your energy level and support the activity that you're doing. Um, now, hormones do play a factor in that um, in the amount of carbs that you would need, but that's something that, I mean, it's really just beneficial to play around with it and see what works for you take note of how you're feeling, um, if you're hungry all the time, if your energy levels are down, then tweaking your carbohydrate level or your fat level or your protein level would probably be beneficial. Just noticing when you feel good, write that down and think, okay, this is probably where I need to be. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of all trial and error with, with everyone's nutrition Mm -hmm. and with carbs. And then fats as well. That's the next one, the next myth. So carbs are bad and then fat is bad, which also back to the nineties. It ain't true. It ain't true. <laughs> fat free, low carb, low fat, like all that. It's all it's all crap. There there are fats out there that aren't ideal that are a little more indulgent. Um but there are also so many healthy fats out there that we really need to incorporate in our day to day life. Your body and, needs it. Yeah. Your body needs it to thrive. Um, now there is a such thing. There's a such thing as too much of those. Like coming in and eating a whole jar of almond butter might not be ideal. It might happen, and it's not the end of the world if it does. But oh, it's happened. It's yeah. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> Obviously, speaking from personal experience. But um, it's not the end of the world if it does happen. But there is definitely too much of a good thing. That's that's real. Well, and we were talking before kind of about the facts that we used to see the low fat, fat free, all of those things. And now we understand there might be something like almond butter that is very healthy. It's yeah. There's this idea that, okay, it's paleo. It's this, it's that. Um, but again, almost informing yourself so that just because you see paleo on something or you see whole 30 approved or whatever it might be natural organic still you've got to understand what it is and what it's doing for your body and how much of it you need um because it's not bad but and along with anything else it's the amount it's the portions it's the moderation and exactly yeah you can eat those things you can eat donuts you can have margaritas you can do all that but with fat it's understanding where you're getting it from, and yeah, I, I think that for me was probably the biggest wake-up call of where am I getting it, and where is it sneaking in that I wasn't paying any attention yeah. to the oils and things like that, that now I know about healthy oils and the amounts that you actually should use, um, and you need some of that. So that was really eye-opening for me. I, I hate that... Um, that 
certain foods are touted as like good or bad too, like right. or clean or dirty. Like food is food, and I don't think that you shouldn't feel that you can't have something. I feel like when you start to eliminate everything and you get the mentality that you can't have something, that's kind of when things start to get dicey. And um, I dealt a little bit with binge eating in the past and it was, that was the mentality that I was coming from was like restricting myself so much that I started focusing on everything that I couldn't quote unquote, couldn't have um, that it just kind of became a slippery slope from there. Um, Just kind of went off the rails, but anyways, um, there are foods that are more beneficial for you and that are more healthy for you in the longevity of your life. Um, and there are foods that I just like to call them are more indulgent foods. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't, I don't really like to use the words tr- like treats or like food as like a treat either. I don't know. I kind of think that messes with my mind a little right. bit and like rewarding with food, I, I don't think is a great, a great idea, but back to carbs are bad and fat is bad. I'm like getting off on a tangent. Um, I mean, what are we supposed to eat if we're not supposed to eat carbs and fat? Are we just supposed yeah. to sit around and gnaw on chicken all day like, <laughs> and drink protein shakes? And like you, your body needs all three of those components to operate like at an optimal health level. And, um, it's just, it's so interesting that for so many years we've been fed that crap that we aren't supposed to have that, especially as females, like low carb, low fat, eat less, 1200 calories a day, which is also BS. Um, it, food is your friend <laughs> and just developing a healthy relationship with it. So specifically with fats, um, I think, I think a lot of people just fixate on cutting that out. But I think acknowledging what that's doing for your body and what your body can do with that fat, um, but also some good, good ways to get that fat if people are really concerned with that. Um, so I know kind of what we both go to. So I guess like some of your like top ones that if I'm look, so sometimes at the end of the day, I do, I do really like a good smoothie. Like, um, and that is usually where I'm looking for a good fat, a healthy fat to add, which if you've never added avocado to your smoothie, so good. you are not living. Like it makes it so rich and so creamy and you don't even taste the avocado. It's more of like a texture thing. And then also you're adding in that healthy fat and that healthy fiber as well. Um, but I like to, I really like grass fed butter. Yeah. Um, and also you know, I'm, I'm not gnawing on a stick of grass-fed butter. I'm putting that on my toast most of the time yeah. or in a sweet potato. Um, and oil, like healthy cooking oils, coconut oil, avocado oil. Avocado oil. I love that stuff. Oh, man. It's the best if you're, like, roasting vegetables, too. It's so good. I like to make some popcorn and coconut oil. Shoot, yeah. Popcorn yeah. sounds good right now, too. Get those carbs in. Kind of slight. I had breakfast, but I could eat again right now. Oh, so talking I'm about talking all this, about all this food, stomach, I'm definitely getting hungry. I'm like hoping that you guys don't hear my stomach growling. Um, we'll make it through this podcast before we go eat. I'll stick yeah. with you guys, but I might, I might put it on pause and go grab a snack. <laughs> um, what are some of your go tos? You listed off most of mine. Yeah, um, I like almond butter too. I love, and nuts. Well, nut yeah. butter was going to be my like. I love using that and things. I love putting some of that in a smoothie too. Yeah, but. 
avocado for sure. And yeah, just trying out a lot of the new, man, I always just use the go-to oils and just kind of having my eyes open to coconut oil and Man, like even cooking eggs in coconut oil. I like to put coconut like, oil on my face. You <laughs> just slather it all. Over. I take what, my eye makeup. Spoiler: I take my eye makeup off with coconut oil, yeah. and it makes your eyes so silky soft, and like it doesn't irritate my eyes, and it's just like a super gentle way to take eye makeup off, even though I'm the so pers- healthy fats for right nutrition for your, and for your food and your face, your face and your skin. Um, but yeah, like play around with those things because it's not bad. It's and I think one thing I will say, well, we're talking about carbs and fat. Ooh, and salmon is another good. Oh, salmon. Like good. fattier meats and fish yeah. and stuff are good. Yeah, um, anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I think one little, yeah, just side note with this is as we talk about carbs and fat and all the other portions of, like, factors that you need to consider, I think I we would definitely want to remind you that if you're hearing all this and we talk about macros and we talk about those things, I would highly recommend you talk to somebody um, who can guide you on that um, and yeah, for sure. not just grab those numbers out of nowhere because you need to acknowledge, again, your activity levels, your, your age, age, your height, your weight, your health, your um, health, your, yeah, you said activity level, yeah, your just, training regimen. all of that. And I think I, I wouldn't want us to misguide you guys and say like, yeah, I eat really high carbs or really high fats. If maybe your personal numbers and your personalized numbers would look a little bit different. Like we acknowledge that Taylor and I, our numbers look totally different. Um, some things are similar, but yeah. we also have adjusted those and tried them and adjusted as needed. So yeah. That's just kind of my like disclaimer of as we talk about this stuff, if you, if you hear this, it's something that we have enjoyed um, trying and man, Taylor really sticks to and I admire her a ton for that and I need to get back on that because my body has never felt better and my energy level and just honestly like mental clarity and things like that all were so affected by it and it wasn't you can't eat these things. You can't eat this. You can't eat that. It was just understanding how much of everything my body needed. And that taught me so much. So just my disclaimer to say, I don't just go online and grab some numbers because you think they might be your numbers because they may be way off and it may do the, have the opposite effect of what you're going for. Right. Um, I think that can tie into the next myth, which is that for females that protein (laughs) makes you bulky. Um, I think one of the most common misconceptions when I like read someone's meal plan or like someone's food log for the day mm-hmm. is how much protein they think they should eat. And I think women way, way, way undershoot. That was my other way. Like you're probably eating half of what you essentially should be eating. Yeah. Um, which is, is crazy to think about, but once you do up your protein and you get in the amount that your body thrives on, it makes such a big difference, and it does not make you bulky. Your body can feed off of the right things when you're feeling it. Right. We hear it all the time at the gym. We sell um, a couple different kinds of protein, and I'll have members come up and talk to me about that, but the most common thing I hear is, well, is it going to make me bulk? And it's like, oh, my 
Gosh, you need it. That like, word is thrown around so much. You need that. It's not going to, you're not going to have a protein shake and suddenly see this huge, like, yes, there are supplements out there that, especially for men, that like that they have other things added into it and just all but, of that. But if you take a good protein powder or whatever, however you take it and you add that in, I add it into my yogurt sometimes. I use Greek yogurt and mix some into it, or yeah. get protein from collagen peptides or whatever. Yeah, it might collagen's be. a great a great protein addition because it doesn't have any flavor, or yeah. most of it's flavorless. So you yeah. can add it to smoothies, you can add it to coffee, you can add it to yogurt, you can you can add it to you can make baked goods with it. Like it's such a versatile um, protein supplement. Plus, it helps with hair, skin, and nails. Yeah. So it's like a win win. Bust that myth so yeah. hard because that protein, is just... protein is your friend. Also, if you feel yourself getting hungry throughout the day, take a look at what you started your day with. Like, what did you have for breakfast? Did you have protein? Um, what did you have for lunch? Did you have protein? And I'm not, I don't mean like pounding protein shakes left and right. Like, that should really be your last resort. Like, if, right. you, if you're still a little, if you're still hungry or after a workout, you want to have a protein shake, that's great. Um, but primarily looking to get that protein from real food is I would love gonna to be eat the a number giant one bowl of cereal every day for breakfast, but Shoot. I don't want to do that. I about an hour later I'm ready for starving. something. Starving. You're starving and you're gonna crash. Like Yeah. But it's just learning that and learning that when you eat the right portions of it, hey. Yeah. Protein I'm is fueled. your friend. Protein is your friend, carbs are your friend, and healthy fat is your friend. And those are your three macronutrients. There you go. Myths busted about those three. <laughs> Our last myth for today, Taylor kind of started touching on because it's so important. It comes up in so many ways. But our last myth is we're busting it that there are clean and we're going to title the others dirty. in this mindset dirty. Clean and dirt. Clean food. Dirty that there food. are good and bad foods in that way and it's not true. BS. We would like myth to busted. say myth busted because there are real foods that you should eat and things that, like we've acknowledged, are going to help you and fuel you. But that doesn't mean that a donut is dirty. And can we right, talk about donuts I think more? A, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know that people know that we like donuts, but no. um, like when I think of clean and dirty food, I think of like, oh, this food's dirty because I just pulled it out of the ground and it still has dirt on it <laughs> or like clean food is I just washed this off in the sink and it's ready to go. Like it's just, I think it's more so the mentality behind it right. because you're creating this separation of this food's clean and I should only be eating this because it's clean and I shouldn't eat this because it's dirty and bad for me. And it just adds to that mentality of I can have this and I can't have that. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you can have whatever the F you want. <laughs> it's just about knowing maybe when the timing is right or not going overboard. Like if I want to have a piece of cake because it's someone's birthday or because I want to have a freaking piece of cake to sell it, whatever. Or pizza or, or, or queso. Pizza, right. Or like, I think about all the case, things. Chips and queso. I have plenty of that this weekend. <laughs> and that's fine. But I also got to the point where I was like, all right, I've had my limit on chips and queso for a while. Right. Like maybe went a little bit overboard, but that's okay. It's but not the end of the world. That. Yeah, our bodies totally felt that, and it was like, all right, I should have picked up on that signal a little bit earlier, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, that, I think the, I think clean eating maybe, 
it got that name from kind of from a, like a derivative of paleo and like yeah. the real food movement, which I fully support. I obviously fully support eating real food and um, support paleo and support Whole30. I think they, they both have their um, benefits and they both have their purpose. Um, I do think for me personally, when I was strict Whole30, um, it got to a point where it was too much for me yeah. and I wasn't able to enjoy like dinners out became stressful. Um, social events where food or alcohol was involved became stressful because I was just like, I can't have this. I can't have that. And that's the whole can can't have mentality. Um, so I think it's for me, maybe the 80, 20, but focusing on real food works a little bit better for me. Um, or, I guess technically macros does, which is what I've been doing for like the last seven months or so. And I feel like I've gotten to a place with that where it's not necessarily, it definitely doesn't rule my life in any way. It's more so a second thought for me. Um, I learned a lot of portion size by trial and error and just putting the time in to learn about it. But, you know, counting macros allows me to have whatever I want to eat and I don't feel guilty about it. Um, I just feel like my life is well balanced and I'm enjoying time with friends. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, if someone asks me spur of the moment, do you want to go grab dinner instead of freaking out and being like, Oh my gosh, no, I I can't because I don't don't know what I'm going to eat there. I'm just saying, yeah, where are we going? (laughs) What time (laughs) I'll be there. Yeah, we do. Um, in the past at the gym, we have done, the whole life challenge and it's focusing. You can kind of choose a number of directions with it. You can do a very strict whole 30, you can do paleo, but I hear a lot of people first and foremost rule it out because it's football season. It's all of that. And it's like, okay, you can make it as restrictive as you want. Yeah, You can make it as restrictive. You can also, a lot of this, there are changes that are going to take some commitment. Like if you are a person who, it doesn't like where your nutrition is going, but you're not willing to give up uh, drinking uh, is, uh, and you're not willing to cut back on some things and try a new way of eating or trying some meal prep and just being more prepared and more intentional with it. You're not going to get the results, but right. if you're, if you're not getting results currently, but you're going to stick to what you're doing, nothing's right. if you're not willing to change. Nothing else is going to well, change. And you can make those excuses, but I also, I've seen some people who start it and realize, man, this, this for me and my lifestyle, it feels restrictive. And I think whole 30, a lot of times, again, that might be a good way to get some practice on practice and understanding of what you can eat and how good real food is. If you have done a lot of processed foods or Um, just kind of on the go and going out to restaurants all the time, you have to put a little more work in order to eat that way. So I think when I've heard people say like, man, while I was doing Whole30, I just, I didn't feel like I could have my normal life and I couldn't go out to eat with friends or go on a date because I, I was afraid of breaking that, that rule or that guideline that I had. And I don't believe in that. I think that's where maybe trying something for a while or uh, yeah, just committing to a different way of eating and changing things up for the better. Um, yeah, it might be a short 
process that you have to make some adjustments, but I don't believe in something that is going to leave you feeling like you're missing out or, or if it um, stresses you out that much too, it shouldn't, it should be something that you can, you can put some time and effort into, but ultimately it feels maintainable. And if you have to adjust something, if you love, um, primarily following more of a paleo diet, awesome, do that, but also understand and give yourself the grace and freedom to maybe step outside of that from time to time and realize it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Now I think we've gotten to the point where um, eating real food and like focusing more on real food has had such an effect on us that we can feel when we get off. Yep. You know, our body lets us know that for this this last weekend example, for example, <laughs> um, I had chips and queso. A lot of it. Um, margaritas, ice cream, donuts, um, you know, things like that. And I ultimately had a, a great weekend with friends, you know. Um, but my body by Sunday was feeling it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can't wait to get back in the kitchen, prep some real food meals and just like get back to, you know, the norm or what makes me feel good. But I'm not going to pass up those times, you know. Yeah. My plate of Grilled chicken and veggies and yeah, sweet it, potatoes on the Sunday timing night. Was right. Never tasted <laughs> Seriously. So I think it's important to know that you're not not a bad person for indulging in the things that that you like or the things that you have like a taste for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think it's important to it's also a form of self care, which we talked about last week. Um, <laughs> to take nutrition seriously and to respect your body in the way that you're fueling it and the, the foods that you're eating. Um, cause it can, I feel like it can be a slippery slope once you get off track right. with nutrition and, um, yeah. 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 So those are just five of the nutrition myths that we hear all the time and we have, faced and questioned ourselves um, and have learned a lot about, but this is something that there are plenty more. So if you guys have any questions about these or there's some other ones that you would like a little more insight into, um, we would love to come back and do some more myth busting. (laughs) I'm going to go through and say them one more time just to recap. So the first one was nutrition is not one size fits all. So don't go online and pull up somebody's macros and apply them to yourself because it doesn't work like that. Uh, two, carbs are bad. They're not bad. They're carbs great. are good. Uh, fat is bad. Spoiler, fat's not bad. Fat's good. Uh, protein makes you bulky. Also, not true. Not true. Myth busted. And there are clean foods and dirty foods. Not true unless you're... Like I said, pulling your food out of the ground and it has dirt on it, so thus it's some dirty. Real foods are dirty when they come out of the ground. They are, and but we I, them clean. I have found bugs in my Brussels sprouts before I've done too. That too. So broccoli, Brussels it comes out of the ground. Wash them, wash them, and then they're they're clean in the <laughs> sense of being washed. But yeah, there's no clean or dirty food, and that's it. Those are our myths. So Those are our again. Myths. Um, hope you guys learned something from this or were encouraged by this. And or if you have questions about any of it. Yeah, give us a shout. We would love to hear from you guys. Um, but for this week, that is it. We'll be back 
week after next.